What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen, FCS football time. Uh, Super glad to be here once again in the studio. Uh, More than uh, happy to bring you guys uh, uh, one of the most in-depth coverages of the FCS, our thoughts uh, about that uh, subdivision coming up and everything that transpired this uh, past weekend and a look forward uh, into what are we to expect this upcoming week. So to start off, um, there was a really cool initiative started by the FCS. Now, I don't know if it is the, the subcommittee or or who started it, but there was a tweet on Twitter that said, hey, on, I believe it was last Wednesday, it might have been last Thursday, and they said, hey, this is what we're going to do. Everybody just that that is in the FCS, that follows the FCS, when your school tweets out... <clears throat> hashtag FCS on game day, retweet it. We want to get it trending. We want uh, more coverage brought to the FCS uh, from college football game day. Uh, they've been to Fargo. They've been to uh, James Madison. Uh, but very few spots uh, across uh, the FCS landscape. And there's a lot of good games. So everyone started you know, tweeting hashtag FCS on game day. And it was a really cool initiative that technology can do that in this day. Now, I don't know uh, what is that going to happen. Are they going to start covering them more? Are they going to start covering less? Honestly, I don't know, and I could care less, you know? But it started. It was a great idea. Uh, I want them to to start covering it, you know, on game day, talking about a matchup uh, right now, like next week, James Madison against Weber State. Now, or sorry, not Weber State, Villanova. Wouldn't that have been so, wouldn't it be so cool if they would go there? And imagine it, you know, last week, Illinois State against North Dakota State. Now I understand they're trying to give, uh, you know, feedback to the FBS. Maybe start a separate little line of the FCS uh, on game day. That give, that talks 100% about uh, the FCS. Have ESPN, let it be on ESPN too if you need to, and just give full-on coverage. It would be amazing. Uh, anyway, so, uh, it was a really cool initiative. Um, this last week, a lot of our top teams uh, struggled. Uh, I'm not going to lie. They they did not have uh, the best games, but a lot of them were able to pull out the win uh, despite a few of their struggles. Uh, I think that... Uh, once you get into conference play, it gets a little bit more difficult just to the fact that, you know, these guys see you year in and year out. Uh, you know, in, in some conferences, you play them every single year. And, you know, teams like in, in the big sky, you might get them every other year, every three years. And uh, they know you. They know your strengths, your weaknesses. You've gone to conferences together and, and you're under the big umbrella of one conference. So definitely ramps up. Uh, like I said, a lot of our top teams struggled. Uh, James Madison, it took overtime to beat uh, Stony Brook, who is a sneaky uh, good team. Not going to lie there. Uh, you know, I thought Eastern Kentucky at one point they were in my top 15. They were 15th, but they were in my top 15. They fell at UT Martin or home against UT Martin. Uh, South Dakota State struggled against Southern Illinois uh, for around the first half, and then they finally pulled it away. Uh, Eastern Washington definitely in a rebuild uh, situation now with Sacramento State. Uh, Central Arkansas lost to. Um, 
Nickel State. Now that's, I mean, that I mean, we're talking about a a, a top fifteen matchup there, but you know, it, overall, it was it was a it was kind of a crazy week uh, for college sports uh, overall. So, uh, and that and that's that. There's a lot of uh, interesting things going forward, and I'm excited to to talk about them. Uh, moving on. There, I think this year, uh, as I was doing, I was like, you know, I said on my on my Monday podcast, I said it would be, wouldn't it be great if I could just talk about um, the top twenty four, right? We're gonna we're gonna set up the bracket, and I started to do it, and it was so hard. After about fifteen, even around fifteen, after about top ten, you really start you know, going off of a, it's a lot more opinion based than statistic based. Cause you're like, Oh, well this team beat that team. Well, they had one bad loss. I mean like a team like Wofford, well, they started off Oh, and two. Yeah. But now they've rebounded. Does that warrant a top 15 exposure? And so you get into these scenarios and it's really, really hard and, and, and hands, you know, you know, congratulations to the FCS committee that has to put this together. Cause there's so much parody. I mean, even the top dogs, yes, North Dakota state's super good. I don't know if they, you know, but the, they even struggled against UC Davis and they were at home in Fargo and uh, UC Davis is a really good team. I'm not saying that, uh, but you know, last week UC Davis loses to uh, North Dakota. So you're like, huh? Well, we're starting to get more parody and it's crazy how much parody there is in the FCS. And that's why I really like it because you have such a plethora of, of, of examples and, and, and things that you have to go off of. And we're digging deep into statistics to see which team is really better in which situation. Um, some other big games outside of the games of the week. Southeast Louisiana loses to McNeese State. McNeese State has struggled this year, so uh, it was kind of a surprise. Now, I believe Southeast Louisiana was on the road, but this is a team that knocked off Jacksonville State. Uh, it kind of doesn't bode well for Jacksonville State, uh, being kind of a, more of a rebuilding year there. Uh Eastern Washington, like I said, they lost to uh, Sacramento State. Cal Poly gives everything that Montana State wanted and more forced overtime. Uh, Tennessee Tech lost in double overtime to Southeast Missouri. Now, I wasn't sold on Southeast Missouri uh, going into the season. I believe I even had them like fifth in, in the Ohio Valley, so I wasn't really sold on them. So it doesn't come as, as a huge surprise, but Tennessee Tech has really kind of turned things around. Uh from going, you know, they've been notoriously a pretty bad program. You know, go one and ten, two and nine, uh, those type of, of situations. But uh, right now, I believe they're four and two. So, you know, congratulations to them, and then and a big shout out there. Uh, it looks like Montana State uh, is starting. I mean, their their consistency has always been an issue with both Montana schools. Uh, Montana State looks like it's 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 defined itself as consistent, but it's still struggling. Uh, struggled last week against NAU for the first half. Struggled pretty much the entire game. And that's a Cal Poly team that's really, really good. I understand you're in San Luis Obispo and uh, you know, you're on the road and you're just hoping that you get a win, but uh, they struggled there and we'll see what happens with Montana State going forward. Uh, Montana uh, actually was struggling pretty big against Idaho State, but they came back, uh, roared back. It looks like uh, Idaho State might have a little bit of the blueprint on how to stop Montana. 
Uh, I had Idaho State as our six, our number six in the Big Sky, and I had Montana, I believe, at number five. So uh, I was a little wrong there. Montana's definitely balling out. We'll see uh, how high they can climb into the Big Sky rankings and stuff. But uh, we're going to go through the conference leaders uh, through six weeks. Now, uh, this is going off of just pure statistics, overall rankings, the majority of them, uh, like uh, the Big Sky, Weaver State is, yes, 3-2. and two. They're undefeated against uh, FCS foes, but uh, they lost to Nevada and San Diego State, and they're one of the few teams that actually play multiple FBS teams. Uh, a team like Towson also uh, playing Florida, uh, they have a loss where, you know, record-wise, you're like, ah, well, yes, but no, you know, and uh, teams like UT Martin that will that will face you. Uh, two FPS teams. It may look like the record's worse than what it is, but we're going um, just overall uh, on the on the statistics website and stuff like that. So we'll definitely be be covering that. So uh, out of the Big Sky, we have Montana, who is leading uh, that conference. Out of the Big South, we have Campbell, the Fighting Camels, who are 4-1 and one with their only loss to Troy. Uh, out of the CAA, we have Villanova Wildcats, who, are, who remain undefeated. Uh, number four, we have... Well, sorry, I guess not number four, but out of the Missouri Valley, I just have it numbered to, to the conference. Um, out of the Missouri Valley, we have North Dakota State, who's leading it. Uh, I believe this is out of the Patriot League. It is St. Francis. Uh, kind of a, a shock there. I definitely thought it was going to be Colgate. Uh, Colgate definitely in a rebuilding year as well, uh, coming off such a, an amazing performance last year. Out of the Ohio Valley, we have UT Martin, the Skyhawks. Oh, no, out of the St. Francis was out of the... Out of the NEC, sorry, the Northeast. Out of number seven is Lehigh, who is out of the Patriot League. Um, out of the Pioneer League, we have Drake, uh, the Bulldogs, who uh, kind of a surprise there, but uh, they're on top. Uh, number nine out of the SoCon, we have Furman, and out of the Southland, we have Sam Houston State. Now, I do need to give you a, a little bit of a caveat uh, because the MIAC and the SWAC. Do not participate and end the Ivy League because they don't participate in the uh, playoffs. I don't I don't rank them and I, I kind of consider them as a, their own subdivision. I know the MIAC and the SWAC, uh, they have their one bowl game that I, I don't really know much about it, but I know they have a bowl game that they go to and that's where the two uh, winners of the, the conference go. The Ivy League. Uh, the, the the board of presidents of the Ivy League still hasn't granted them to play in postseason football play, uh, concerned about academic performance. Uh, so, yes, Dartmouth and Princeton are both very powerful teams, and probably I would say Dartmouth for sure would be in our top 15, but it's really hard to, to rank somebody in the top 15 that isn't going to be going. I mean, it would be like, you know, um, if uh, – you know, Dixie State, we win the rest of our games and going into next year into the FCS, you know, we're an FCS independent and we win, you know, we go nine and two or, or, or 10 and one. And I go, well, you know, Dixie State is a top 15 team. Well, we can't participate in the FCS playoffs for four years. So it really, it really doesn't add up. So uh, you, you you look at things like that. So I, I'm sorry to people that, that like the MEAC, the SWAC and the, and the Ivy League. I definitely uh, next year most likely will, We'll probably expand into those markets and uh, pull from them and, and, and get their stories because I, I do like a lot of those teams that are in those conferences, but it's really hard to cover it because we're talking strictly about the playoff on, on this on this broadcast. So uh, anyway, uh, the the game of the week was uh, 
North Dakota State against Illinois State, and I thought this game was going to be a lot closer uh, than what it was. I was actually surprised at the dominating performance. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because it's North Dakota State. Uh, I've, I've been very critical of them and uh, what they've been able to do because I'm like, you know what, just, just play an FBS team. I would love to see North Dakota State play like Mississippi State. Honestly, I swear to you, I think it would be such a good game, and uh, it would be a chance for, for them to grow their brand in the FBS. Now, I'm not saying step up into the FBS, but, you know, you, you, a team like UT Martin plays Florida and Kentucky. Now, are they going to win? Probably not, but they have the opportunity to. Look at Appalachian State. They were dominant in the FCS. Uh, they end up beating Michigan. They go into the big house, beat Michigan, probably one of the biggest uh, FCS upsets of all time, in, 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 in or at least modern day, right? And People know that. People know that the Appalachian State Mountaineers went into the Big House and won. They blocked the field goal to give them the win. And uh, I would love to see North Dakota State expand into that. And, and I understand you're in the FCS and you want to play a team like Butler and you, you want to have those games. But, oh, I mean, even like a UC Davis, that's a great game. But instead of playing Butler, because we know Butler probably isn't going to be making the playoffs, uh, well, they're not, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. So why not play somebody? And I understand you got to have your games, touch-up games, whatnot. But come on. You know, take take on Minnesota. Take on Wisconsin. And take on, Mon, you know, Mon, well, I guess Montana's FCS as well. But, you know, take on Wyoming. It's just down the road. I mean, you talk about travel. Laramie's not that far from Fargo on, on, on a broader scale, if you think about it. Traveling, uh, you know, UC Davis traveling up to North Dakota is a heck of a lot more travel than it is from Fargo to Laramie. It would be awesome. I'm, I'm very adamant about that, but they did play really well. Uh, Trey Lance was 12 for 15, 189 yards passing and three touchdowns. He also uh, rushed for 43 yards, had a 27 yard bust, uh, I believe it was in in the third quarter. I need to check my stats on that. Uh, but you know what? He's absolutely tearing it up. Uh, they have a couple of pretty solid receivers as well. Uh, Christian Watson played extremely well, and so did Jimmy uh Keparus, I guess that's how you say his last name, played really well. Uh, their kickoff returns also... Uh, they only had one. That was a really big one. It was a 79-yard. Uh, it was a big bust. I mean, we're talking about a team that's that's electric on a ton of different facets uh, of the game. Illinois State, uh, Bra uh, Brady Davis, the quarterback there, was only 8 of 20, which is terrible. It's only 40% uh, through for 121 yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, they didn't rush very well uh, either. It was kind of just an uh, ugly game. Well, overall, they only rushed for 79, only had 121 yards uh, passing. They only had 200 yards on the day. So uh, North Dakota State this pretty much dominated this game uh, on a lot of facets of, of the of the game. And, and it's sad to see. I, I, I don't think this Illinois State is a, is a snooze of a team. They might. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying don't sleep on them. North Dakota State just had a really good day. Uh, you know, watch them when they play South Dakota State. Watch them when they're, when they're competing with the dogs in the Missouri Valley. And don't sleep on them because when they get into the playoff, uh, which, you know, most likely they will, don't sleep on this team because they can make a run at it. So uh, we're going to be taking a step aside. Uh, up next, our top 15, our favorite segment of the week for our FCS. Uh, and then we will be talking about uh, the games of the week going forward uh, and some of the teams that were also considered in the top 15. So uh, after the ad break, we will be bringing it right back to our top 15. Okay, and now we are back with our favorite segment 
<clears throat> of the week, and it's also your favorite segment because I get a lot of uh, uh, messages on, on social media and uh, a lot of people comment uh, on this because it is, it's fun when you rank things and have lists and stuff. Uh, it gives people an opinion, obviously, and uh, so we're going to get into it. Again, if you guys are new listeners to the show, uh, we rank them. And then we'll, well, we'll, we'll tell you what they were last week at that position, uh, why they may have moved up, why they might have moved down. All right, number one does not change. I mean, kind of a surprise, right? Most people uh, pretty much can see a consensus that uh, North Dakota State's probably going to be the number one team until they lose. And uh, they're playing very, very good football right now, and I just don't see any reason to move him off. A lot of people had James Madison. I have not, like I say time and time again, a champion is number one until proven otherwise, which is usually a loss, right? There's no other reason why you don't have them number one. Number two uh, stays the same. I thought about moving them down, uh, but you know what? If you're able to go on the road against a sneaky, like I say, sneaky uh, Stony Brook team, hey, you've got my my respect. And I think that, uh, these guys, you know, the Stony Brook Seawolves, they're, they're a sneaky team. It was on the road. They balled out against the number one two team in the nation and, uh, it took overtime to do it, but they won. So I'm going to leave them at number two, uh, number three, last week, South Dakota state was at this spot and I've had them, um, at number three, the entire season, but I decided to switch it up. Ha- might have a little bit of Utah bias because I don't know if they're really this good, but I was, I was impressed with what they were able to do. This is an Idaho team. Uh, Number three is Weaver State, sorry. They played Idaho, who has not really played bad despite their schedule. They, they, They beat Eastern Washington. And you're like, okay, well... So did Jacksonville State, you know, so did Sacramento State. But that's still a really big signature win for a team like that. Uh, they've played well. Uh, I mean, they lost to UNCO, but uh, when going to Idaho is a difficult place to play. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just the people of Moscow that just get into it, but it's a difficult place to go up and play. Uh, Weber State was on the road. They, they they took care of business. One of the touchdowns was in like the last minute of the game. I believe it was like a kickoff, a kickoff return. So it was kind of just garbage time minutes so or, or points, and it looked looks a little bit worse than what it was, I mean, or closer than what it was, uh, but I put them at number three just because I was impressed. Uh, I think the office, uh, offense showed uh, a lot of the questions that I had, uh, um, I, I guess, in explosiveness. They put up 42 points, or 41 points, and they also did that against Cal Poly, so this offense has showed uh, glimmers of hope where uh, that was a big question going forward, and their defense might have not played the best game, but Idaho, like I said, is kind of a sneaky team as well. Uh, coming in num- number four, South Dakota State did not play well against Southern Illinois. Uh, I had Southern Illinois towards the bottom uh, of our preseason rankings. Now, they've proven me wrong. They, they're definitely playing a lot better than what I gave them credit for, but I honestly think a 28-10 to 10 showing uh, at home against uh, an alright Southern Illinois team, I wouldn't say good, I'd just say alright Southern Illinois team, is, is not to keep your spot. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Uh, if you play well this weekend, we'll give it back to you and we'll be like, okay, I was wrong. I mean, I'm willing to admit when I'm right and when I'm wrong because obviously all the time I'm talking about, hey, I was right here, I was right here. Well, I'll say it when I'm wrong as well. And in, in South Dakota State, they have me, they're going to prove me wrong and and We'll see where it goes uh, from there, and uh, I'm excited to see what comes of the of this next week. And uh, uh, they take on Youngstown State on the road, and if they can win definitively uh, against the Pens, then hey, congratulations! Um, 
coming in at number five. Oh, number four last week was Weber State, so we just switched. Uh, coming in at number five with no movement was the Furman Paladins. Absolutely unloaded on Sanford. A lot of the questions that I had coming out of the ETSU game, uh, I was hesitant because I've been a really big uh, Paladin supporter, and I was like, no, this team's good, this team's good, this team's good. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen. And then, like last week, people are like, uh, I don't know if the Paladins are as good as what you, you keep on telling us. Well, here they are. They're at number five. We're going to keep them there. Uh, they have an opportunity. I don't know if they're going to lose again. They will be playing Wofford in, in, in a couple weeks, which will be really interesting. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to lose, but I don't know if I'm ready to put them any higher than what they are. Uh, it will take a loss uh, against James Madison, North Dakota State, Weber State, South Dakota State, or Villanova to really get movement out of this top five, top six. Uh, number Coming in at number six, who struggled on the road against William & Mary is the Villanova Wildcats. It was the first time I was kind of like... Ooh, that wasn't a good that wasn't a good win for him. Uh, but hey, you know what? Sometimes, like James Madison, you just got to get out of the situation. Uh, and James Madison plays Nova this next week. Uh, if James Madison blows them out, obviously they'll move down. Uh, and, and and if Nova beats James Madison, they're obviously probably going to be the number one, n- number two team in the nation. There's no there's no uh, reason not to put them up there. But uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. Really big weekend for both of them. Uh, coming in at number seven. Uh, which was previously held by the Kennesaw State Owls, is the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, I put Montana here just because they have been playing very well. Dalton Sneed is on fire. I love watching this Montana team. Even though they struggled against Idaho State in the first half, uh, they put together a really good game. And I want to see them play, you know, the big dogs. I want to see the Weaver I want to see him play UC Davis. I want to see him play. Well, I guess they play UC Davis. I'm just saying teams like that. I want to see him play the big dogs. Um, I think they're there. I think Montana's definitely a really good superior uh, football uh, team. I moved Kennesaw State down because they're playing in the big Big South. Uh, despite Campbell playing really well, no one else is really kind of stepping up out of that conference. So uh, I moved them down just a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, coming in at number eight, which was previously held by Montana, is Kennesaw State. They didn't play last week. Uh, we'll see how they do against Charleston Southern. Um and so stay tuned for that number coming in at number nine and uh, moving them. Well, this was previously held by Central Arkansas. However, Central Arkansas kind of got blown out against Nickel State on the road, uh, thirty-four to fourteen. Uh, is the Montana State Bobcats coming in at number nine? Again, they sh- they've had their struggles, and if they would have lost to Cal Poly, they probably would have been number fifteen. Uh, I still think this is a top fifteen team. Uh, they're very impressive. I like their quarterback play. I like their defensive play. They were able to get the win on the road. Like I said, a lot of the the big teams struggled this weekend, uh, and I think that's just because you know we're back into conference play. Like I said, and uh, we'll see what happens with Montana State going forward. Uh, coming in at number ten. Who, which was previously held by Montana State, is Nickel State. Uh, they were able to beat Central Arkansas. That is a really good Central Arkansas team. Uh, and I believe they were coming off of a bye. So it was actually kind of a surprising... Uh, I, I was The jury was kind of out on Nickel State. I thought they could beat Texas uh, State. They didn't. I was disappointed. Uh, but you know what? They were able to turn it around and put together a really good game. The Southland is up for grabs. It looks like they're kind of inching ahead, slowly but surely, but they're uh, definitely ahead. Congratulations to them for uh, busting into the top 10 for the first time. Uh, number 11, which was previously held by Illinois State. And I've been... A little bit harsher on this team because I had such big expectations this year is the Towson Tigers. 
I wanted Towson to blow me away. And you know what? They lost to Villanova in overtime and they've lost to Florida. I cannot be hard on this team. So that's why I kind of, I had them down uh, at 13 last week. And I was like, why am I going to drop them that far? This is a really good team. I even think I have a little low here. I think they should be in the top 10. Uh, if they play well this weekend, they'll definitely jump back uh, up into that. But this is a really good team. I, I shouldn't be taking anything away from them. I think they should even be as high as number seven. I was just, I guess I was just disappointed at them, them not getting a touchdown against Florida, just being shut out. So uh, after the bye week, I'm expecting them to come back. I know I moved them up. I, I, I was wrong. Uh, so let's move them back up in here. Let's get talking about Towson Tigers. I still love them and I still want them to succeed. Uh, coming in at number 12, and congratulations to them for beating uh, the Pens, the Youngstown State Penguins, uh, is the Northern Iowa Panthers. Uh, their only losses, again, Iowa State and Weaver State. Weaver State currently is number three right now, and Iowa State, we've obviously seen what they're capable of, and, and, and it took you know, double overtime for them to do it. UNI is still a good team. Uh, they're obviously not uh, top five power but they're good and they take on North Dakota State they're on the road against in in Fargo we'll see what happens and I I really want to see this weekend I'm excited to watch the game I believe it is uh being streamed on ESPN 3 so I'm going to be watching that game and I cannot wait to see uh the outcome of that game and if they're close they can and will be moved up in the rankings um Last week's number 12 was Youngstown State, which you and I just switched them out. Uh, number 13, now I've had a lot of pushback on this, but congratulations to the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota. It was previously held by uh, Towson at the number 13 spot. So uh, North Dakota, they were able to beat UC Davis. I understand it was at home, uh, but they only have their only losses are to Eastern Washington on the road, and it was snowing that day. This is a dome team. Uh, to go on the road against Eastern Washington, that is a really difficult test on the red turf, and and, and it was in like a, a weird snow, early September snow. And they didn't really play that bad in that game. And North Dakota State, and we see them at number one. North Dakota's good. They're an FCS independent, but I think they could get an at-large bid this year. I like this team. We had Danny Freund on the on the podcast. Love it so much. Uh, I'm cheering for this North Dakota State team going forward. Uh, number 14. <clears throat> which was previously Nickel State, is now uh, the home for Illinois State. Again, Redbirds, your only loss is to North Dakota State. Not going to drop you down. Uh, congratulations on keeping that spot and being in the top 15. And number 15, new to the pack, uh, which was previously held by Houston Baptist, is now Sam Houston State. Uh, I had to drop you uh Houston Baptist out, even though I love that team. I think they are a tremendous, tremendous football team. I love it. Uh, I want to talk about this team as much as I can, but uh, they lost, and it was sad uh, against Incarnate Word, and uh, I really wanted them to to get the win so I could, you know, say, hey, guys, look, this is a really good team. They didn't do it, but oh well. I want to move Sam Houston State into it. Uh, I think that uh, the Southland deserves at least two teams up there. Nichols at number 10 and Sam Houston at 15. We'll see how uh, Sam Houston State plays against Nichols, against uh, McNeese State, against Abilene Christian. Um against Houston Baptist because there's a lot more. Also considered, we're going to go roll through this quick, Central Connecticut State, Central Arkansas, Youngstown State, Maine, UT Martin, UC Davis, Houston Baptist, Southeast Louisiana, Delaware, and Sacramento State. And all of these teams that are in the the the, the also considered could be put in uh, from pretty much uh, – 
number for 13, 14, and 15. You can make an argument for any one of those teams to be put up there. Now they have a couple of losses, like Southeast Louisiana. They lost this week. Uh, now they haven't broke into the top 15. I think this season they might have after they beat Jacksonville State. But, uh, you know, I'm watching and I'm, I'm waiting to see uh, what comes of it, especially during conference play against these top dogs like Nickel State. you got to knock them off. you got to knock off Sam Houston State for me to move you up and uh, just win your conference. Like you and I, they have the opportunity to knock off North Dakota State. Obviously, North Dakota State wouldn't fall very far, but we'd have a new number one. That is 100%. It would not be Northern Iowa, but hey, Northern Iowa would be you know probably top five that week. Uh, we do this weekly to give you guys the most in-depth coverage. So that is our FCS uh, top 15 be sure to uh, tune in every single week. We do it every single week to provide you guys the most in-depth coverage uh, of the FCS. Uh, I love it. I love ranking them. Like I said, you can make an argument for pretty much everybody uh, out of it. All right, now we're going to roll into the games of the week really quick. Oh, obviously, the overall game of the week is James Madison against Villanova. This is our number two uh, versus number uh, six. James Madison's home. If Nova is legit, and I know they are, it's the jury. I mean, we've obviously established that Villanova is a really good football team. Well, let's see if they can beat James Madison. I want to see that matchup. Cannot wait for that matchup. And uh, I think it's going to be a doggy dog game. If one of them is more impressive than the other, obviously we're going to be talking about that next week. And uh, Villanova, they've had a really hard schedule. Who would have thought that they'd be undefeated right now? I mean, they've had a grueling schedule. They were able to beat Maine. They're able to beat Towson. They're able to beat Colgate. Hands off. They're hands up to this team. Um, or sorry, hats off. It's not hands. Hats off to this team. They're great. Hands up. Put them in there. Wait like you just don't care. All right, out of the CAA, we have Delaware against Elon. Uh, the Phoenix uh, lost last week. Uh, that's Elon. Uh, Delaware is obviously on one of our watch lists of also considered. They're definitely top 25. I want to see uh, where Delaware's on the road against Elon. This is a, one of those sneaky games, kind of like the, the James Madison Stony Brook last week, where Elon can definitely get the win in I would obviously drop Delaware out, and I wouldn't talk about them the rest of the season. But Delaware can get notoriety with this win. Alon went to the went to the playoffs last year, and they're a really good team. So watch out. Um, I think whoever wins this game will definitely be will be considered for an at large bid. Whoever loses, obviously, in the case of Alon, they have a couple more losses, so they probably would be out of the playoff hunt. And Delaware uh, with the win would 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 put them even further into the conversation. If they lose, uh, you can still make argument of it being on the road against, you know, a really good team. Out of the Patriot League, we have Georgetown against Fordham. Georgetown looking really good. They're actually tied with Lehigh uh, for the Patriot League. Uh, atop the Patriot League. We'll see if they can win. Obviously, Colgate has dominated this uh, this conference the last couple of years. We'll see if Georgetown can beat Fordham. They are, they are at home, the Hoyas. And uh, I... You know, they're four and one. Congratulations to them. Hats off to them again. And uh, we'll see if they can move to five and one on the season. Uh, out of the Ohio Valley, now this is going to be a big time game because uh, I said that uh, going into the season, Mark Hutspeth was a great pickup for Austin P uh, University. I really want to see this game, Austin P home against Southeast Missouri. Now, they did get Southeast Missouri at home and they did get Jacksonville State at home, but. 
I want to see how they play. Southeast Missouri is going to go into hostile environment. They, they obviously went into one at Montana State. They lost. We'll see what they can do against Austin P. Uh, again, the Ohio Valley's up for grabs right now. UT Martin's leading it with a very, very convincing win over EKU. Uh, I think this this game will will kind of determine the hierarchy. Uh, if you know UT Martin's legit, uh, you know UT Martin will will obviously beat both of these teams. So we'll see going forward uh what are we looking at and uh out of the missouri valley we have young Kim state against south dakota state uh this could be the battle for second in the conference uh you and i obviously uh will be in that conversation south dakota state has been number two in the missouri valley for a really long time and i want to see if they can get that signature win they almost beat minnesota but they haven't won convincingly and uh, that's that's what i've been worried about the south dakota state team if they're just kind of just coasting to get to the playoffs and just, you know, turn it up there. I don't know. Uh, but I really want to see what this team is capable of. Uh, out of the big sky, we have Montana State against Sacramento State. Sacramento State was a big win uh, against Eastern Washington. Congratulations to them. I don't want to put them into the top 15 yet. I understand their losses are two FBS teams, but... This is, could be a battle for third in the conference. In, in my opinion, I think Weber State and Montana are, are better. Uh, but Sacramento State, really kind of a big surprise, a big bright spot out of the out of the big sky. Congratulations to them. I want to see what, what, what they got, and we'll see how going forward who, who will be able to get the win. Out of the big south, we have we have Kennesaw State. Sorry, that was a – I had a really weird noise in, in – uh, my my microphone, sorry. Uh, we have Kennesaw State against Charleston Southern. Uh, I want to see if Kennesaw is a top 10 team. Just because they're undefeated and, and you win the conference does not make you a top 10 team. Uh, if you win, but you don't win convincingly, I want to drop you. That's just a matter of fact, and I'm sorry, but uh, we'll see. And, and I think Charleston Southern, a lot of people have them even projected as high as second in the conference so uh we'll definitely get a big feel for what kenishai is uh and then south, out of the south end we have southeast uh louisiana against incarnate ward uh i want to see if southeast louisiana can bounce back uh they obviously, you know, lost last week to uh, McNeese State. I want to see if they can do it. They're home. Uh, Incarnate Ward just went on the road and beat Houston Baptist. A really good defensive showing for Incarnate Ward. So I'm more concerned of Southeast Louisiana. And if they lose again, obviously Incarnate Ward has a couple of big uh, Southland victories to, to hang their hat on. So we'll be definitely uh, probably talking about them uh, going forward. So that is our... FCS preview. Uh, I love the FCS. I love everything that it brings us, all the the drama, right, and uh, the parody that we have. A little bit different than, uh, I mean, I understand like national championship, but a little bit different from the FBS because you can have losses. We're talking about a team that has four or five losses that can get in the playoffs. That would not happen in the FBS. So I love the FCS. Make sure to follow all of your favorite teams. Cheer them on. Let us know if we are right on our top 15. Let us know where if we were wrong. And uh, we'll definitely be uh, choosing these teams going forward. Uh, so, like I said, uh, tell your family, tell your friends about Get the Ball Rolling. Let's get the let's get the word out there. Let's get the ball rolling about uh, this podcast and providing the, the coverage for these teams. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. And until Friday, until uh, we're, we're back on Friday, let's keep the ball rolling.